What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Wednesday, February 4th, 2015. You guys are listening to episode 197. I hope everybody had a great week in between shows. I hope everybody enjoyed the Super Bowl. I hope everybody uh, is just doing well. If you're on the East Coast, getting through all these fucking snowstorms. If you're on the West Coast... Fuck you and working out in the gym and doing anything you want in 70 degree weather. Uh, <laughs> uh, I kid, that's jealousy kind of, but um, I don't mind the snow. It's just the cars getting stuck and all kinds of shit in the driveway because I have a long driveway and people plow the thing and I put it on the side and then it gets plowed in. It's a fucking nightmare. Anyways, um, doing good. I hope everybody is uh, ready for a great 197 um, we are just four podcasts away. We are a month away from doing the Verzi Effect podcast episode number 200, which is, um, pretty cool, man. Took me, uh, over four years to get here, but here we are. So, excuse me while I sip my, uh, diet coke, caffeine-free diet coke, but it's one of those good ones because it's like... We got like a downstairs refrigerator that just keeps shit ice, ice cold. So like that painful cold and, and uh, that's what I like. So anyway, okay, first of all, before we get started, I want to plug, of course, the Verzi Effect sponsor, the best website that does interviews, the most in-depth, best interviews with your favorite comics today. Um, it's got up and coming comics. It's got established famous comics and everything in between. Uh, just an all around, uh, great website. The best, really the best website for, um, just, uh, you know, finding out what's going on with, uh, your favorite comics. Check it out. Gonzofame.com run by the funny up and coming comedian, Dave Gavry out there in Chicago doing a hundred sets a fucking weekend. I don't know how he's doing it, but, um, check out, gonzofame.com uh they're adding more all the time they're always adding and building stuff on the site so check it out gonzofame.com um we've been working with them for a while and uh seriously guys go to the you know it 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 helps him out you know and it it's it's just we're trying to build this thing together and uh just grow his website so the more people that goes and checks it out the better so please uh please do that you know, all right, I'm not asking you cocksuckers for donations, am I? No, I'm saying check out a fucking website. Is it that hard to go gonzofame.com and read shit? Um, I'm sorry, didn't have to take it there. All right, but check out the site. Now, normally I do sports last, okay? Um, but I want to I want to go into the Super Bowl now. Uh, there's so much to talk about. Everybody's talking about it, and I... Don't want to wait to the end and then talk about it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about sports and mainly the Super Bowl now. Uh, but I got a full show for you guys. I saw a movie that I want to talk about. Um, you know, got some some great Unacceptables. And, and by the way, I got to be honest. I'm reading the Unacceptables this week. This week was more than, than many weeks. I got more Unacceptables this week than maybe than ever. Um, but, you know, we'll get through them. But I just got to say the... The level of funny that they are and just how cool the Verzi Effect podcast fans are is the shit. You know, like, I'm literally reading them and I'm shaking my head at a couple and I'm going, these guys, like, my fans are just the shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's why when you guys come out to the comedy shows, 
you know, the, the people that listen to this are, are my favorite fans because you guys just get it, get me. And, um, you know, I really do appreciate it. Like, I, I wish I could meet all you guys and hang out. Like, and um, I, I don't know yet what I'm going to do for the 200th episode, but I do know that I'm going to announce what I'm going to do on next week's. Okay. Um, there is a chance. There is a chance that uh, I'm going to do a live one from the stand, which holds about 80 people. If you guys are on the East Coast and want to come out, I love to do, you know, I love to do a meet and greet, talk with everybody, you know, talk about the unacceptables you sent in. It's a great place to have drinks. It's a small, intimate venue. Just have people come down, sit in the, sit down in the, in the, you know, in the, in the room, listen to me shoot the shit, maybe get some comedians to jump on, maybe take questions. I don't know. There is a chance of that. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I will tell you this, whatever's going to happen and if that is a possibility of happening... I'll announce it on uh, 198, so that'll give, you know, people, like, you know, three weeks or whatever to, if they wanted to, uh, you know, come down to New York City for a night, have a good time, and, uh, you know, if I do do that, I am going to have some, you know, fans were suggesting, you know, have some stuff, so I will, you know, uh, have some t-shirts and all that stuff, also, uh, going to be finalizing and seeing if I got the audio tomorrow. I'm going to find out if I have an album tomorrow with the stuff that was recorded, so I'm really excited about that. And, um, so here we go. So I'll do that. Got some movies, got the, the hilarious unacceptables and, um, we'll go, here we go. We'll get into it. Now, first of all, one thing people are talking about the Super Bowl, and some people are negative about it. Some people are happy about it. Obviously, if you're a Seahawks fan, you're negative about it. But the one thing everybody has to admit is it's awesome when you watch a Super Bowl that goes down to like the last minute, you know, and that's what this did. Um, especially with the Patriots down 10 points and then they, you know, come back and ultimately win the game. Whether you like them or not, whether you hated what happened or not, it's cool to be sitting down and the Super Bowl goes down to the last plays of the game and you're just like, you know, oh shit, that was great and that's it and it's game's over. It's like watching a good movie regardless of how the ending is, whether you liked the ending, you were there the whole time and then you're like, oh shit, I can't believe that happened, so... That you do have to say about uh, Super Bowl 49. I believe it was 49, yeah. Um, I'll say this. Commercials were the worst I've ever seen. The commercials for this Super Bowl were so bad that you didn't even have to stay there. You were able to get up. You were able to go get some chips and dip. You were able to go eat whatever the fuck you wanted. You, you weren't missing anything. You know, it was a little weird, like the kids that drown. and the No, listen, granted, you got to... You know, you got to be aware of that, like water on and shit with your kids around. But I mean, are you seriously, are you seriously showing like the kid just going, yeah, well, I, I can't do that and grow up because I'm dead. And it's just like, dude, I'm eating wings right now and I just want to watch some fucking Clydesdales and sit here and, you know, like I don't, I don't want to see some kid go, yeah, I'm never going to grow up because I just died in that bathtub where I drank some chemicals under the sink. Are you fucking kidding me? Let me see a polar bear drink a Coca-Cola and a fucking Clydesdale. I mean, they showed some stuff but like that, but that was crazy. Nothing funny. Bad cameo. It was just bad. Commercials were bad. Um, I know a lot of people were ripping the Katy Perry, but it's like, it's Katy Perry. Like, what'd you expect? You know what I mean? Like, that's the only thing that I don't understand. Like, people are sh- sitting there shitting on Katy Perry's halftime show. It's like, what did you... Did you expect Katy Perry to come out as a rock and roll legend? 
Did you expect Katy Perry to do anything different than what Katy Perry does? No. Katy Perry puts on short shorts and dances around and sings about being from California or, you know, you know, sings her fireworks song. She's a fucking, she's a pop star chick. People are like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. It's like, what did you expect her to do, though, when you knew it was her? Like, if you knew it was her and you just don't like her music, just walk away and don't watch it. But people being like, yeah, this is the worst. What the fuck is she doing? It's like, I, I got to be honest with you. I sat there with my son. My son's five years old, and he was just like, oh, that's cool. The fireworks in the air. Like, he doesn't know. But, like, I mean, I just watched it for what it was. I didn't expect some fucking, you know. Do people expect Katy Perry to start doing like a Hendrix with her mouth with an electric guitar? No, she's going to fucking go out there, sing Teenage Dream, and that's it. And you're going to fucking go back to the game. So I didn't worry about that. The Katy Perry thing, I didn't worry about. Commercial stunk. Katy Perry was Katy Perry. You know, if Lady Gaga does it ever, what do people think is going to happen? It's going to be her coming out with a fucking chicken on her head or whatever she's going to do. And she's going to just, you know have some crazy outfit, get, you know, get out of a spaceship, do do some weird stuff, talk to the crowd about social issues that are obvious and everybody knows about, and and that's going to be the end of it. That's what it is. So, um, now, all right, so let's get to the game. First of all, uh, I thought the game was exactly, exactly what I thought it would be, and what I said it was going to be really was that you just can't predict it. You just can't predict that Super Bowl. And that's why I said it was one of the only Super Bowls ever that I went into going, I really don't, something is going to happen. This is a coin toss. I don't know. I could see the Patriots winning, but, you know, then the defense of the Seattle, are they going to win? But Seattle's hurt. But, you know, Brady and them haven't won it in 10 years, but is this the year? And, you know, Marshawn Lynch is a great running back. Russell Wilson is hard to, you know, tackle. But Belichick's had two weeks. And you're just going back and forth, and I'm going, this is the craziest thing. I just really don't know, and that's why I said at the end of the day, I'll take Tom Terrific. He does, he does, and I'm a Giants fan, okay? I don't like Boston. I'm a New York Giants fan. I beat that team. I rooted harder against that team than anybody listening to this right now when we played them. I am not a Boston guy, but I've been saying... Tom Brady is the greatest. I really believe that. I thought he was the greatest even before this game, before winning this game. I did. I think going to six in the modern football era with free agency and teams turning over, I think is ridiculous. Um, the funniest thing is me and Bill Burr are actually arguing it while he's in New Zealand where text war. He even said, he goes, dude, I'm around the world right now. Like I'm on the other side of the world and we're arguing. Um, he's starting to come around. He thinks that he is, but you know, he's giving me shit, whatever. That's a story for another day. Um, you know, I heard Michael Smith on ESPN say something that I agree 100%. I said, you can make the argument Tom Brady's the best just by going to six and winning three. You know, to, to get to six is crazy. Then he goes and he has the co- the fourth quarter of his life in this game. I think they said it was statistically one of the best fourth quarters of his career. And he wins. And he goes down and he throws a, a game-winning, um, game-winning, um, I know what you're saying. Well, what the fuck is he? I'm going to get there. Relax. Then he throws the uh, game-winning touchdown to uh, Edelman. And uh, and now Russell Wilson has uh, two minutes to go down. You guys saw the game. Some great catches by that, 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 that Matthews kid from Seattle. Um, Edelman had a hell of a game. You know, they just, you know, Gronkowski, you know, had, had some key, key plays. It was Marshawn Lynch had a, all the big guys at media day pretty much – 
you know, had an impact on this game. And I was just watching it now. For me, it was nuts because my whole family was sick. And everybody is finally healthy now. Uh, Monday, my son got the flu. On Thursday, my daughter had a fever. I took her to the doctor. They tested her, and then she had the flu. So she was down for a little bit. And my wife, now I've been with my wife for a long time. I've been married seven years. been with my wife for going on 11 years since dating and all that. Never once has I, have I seen her sick like this. She was l- laid out in bed for three and a half days, did not get out of bed. Like, I mean, I had to hold it down. And when I mean I had to hold it down, like I cleaned the fucking house. I shoveled for three hours. I mean, I did everything. And granted, that's what you do. I mean, I'm not, I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just saying like she was laid out and could do nothing. And I never seen that. And so she was sick. And I'm going, oh, man, is this shit going to happen to me? And I, I literally had to sleep in the guest room because my daughter and my wife were sleeping in the bed sick. And I was like, I, I got to, if I get sick, then everybody's sick. What are we going to do? And luckily, I didn't get it. But everybody's back and healthy now. Thank God. So uh, we were going to have people over Sunday. My wife was still sick. And I had to cancel a get-together. We were going to have about six people here. You know, my buddy Giannis and his girl were going to come up. And... Uh, my uh, my manager, my comedy manager and friend, you know, they were coming up, and it was just it was gonna be like a like a fun little get together, and and it just it was literally um, me and my family for like the first half, and then everybody kind of went to bed, and then I just sat there and I watched the game by myself. Now, let's get to two things I need to talk about. One, I got into a Twitter war with people, and people were going at me, and I went back at them. And this is what I'll say. I'm going to first get into this Richard Sherman thing. Now, here's the thing about Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman is a punk bully guy, okay? I'm sure off the field he's probably a nice guy. I know, no, he went to Stanford. He's just really smart. He knows how to get under. Fuck that, okay? I don't give a shit, all right? Fine, yeah, he went to Stanford. But that, something tells me his exams weren't too fucking hard out there, if you know what I'm talking about, okay? Give me a fucking break. You know, he seems like a smart guy and all that stuff, but come on, you know. And, and and the way he acted was in a bullish manner where, you know, don't look for the camera and start going 2-4, 2-4, start doing that with so much game left against fucking Tom Brady. And it came back and bit you. And I got on his ass after they lost, and everyone's like, he was the first one to go to Brady and shake his hand. He had to, you fucking dummies. Of course he's going to do that. He had to. He looks like the biggest asshole in the world and the only way he could save face. What do you think that kid would have done if he won? If Richard Sherman would have won, he would have ran up to the camera. I told you. I told you. Fuck them. You know, deflate gate, it doesn't matter. You could cheat. We're still the best. Come on, man. What did he do when he won that game? I'm the best in the game. I'm... Shut the fuck up. You're sitting there. Let me tell you something. Do you think a guy that is winning in a Super Bowl that looks for a camera and starts going 24-24 touchdown and he starts taunting taunting on on in on national television he starts taunting people in the camera you think that guy's gonna act humble and win no that guy was waiting to be a fucking cunt that's what he was doing and everyone's like no paul he was the first one to tom brady why do you think he was the first one to tom brady he was the first one to tom brady because he had to because it had to show oh my god i'm such an asshole so now i'll at least let people know that i'm gracious fuck that guy that guy's a phony just like his coach who fucked up the game now, 
and all these people going at me. Yeah, well, Paul, did you see this picture? All these dummies. And I hope some of you dummies are listening right now. Some of you, and that's the only thing I could call you. I don't even care if you're a fan and you're listening. Great. If you were one of the people that went on my Twitter and was like, "Hey, Paul, yeah, too bad he was the first one to Tom Brady," and then you send me a picture of him with his hand out to Tom Brady, and then going, "Yeah, you're a moron." If that's you, you are a fucking dummy who listens to everything you see on TV. That's the same person who, like, you know, you could listen to something on CNN about a war or something and just fucking be like, well, that's what it is because they just told me. Wake up, dummy. What do you think a guy who's taunting in the middle of the game is going to do if he wins his second one? And he came and he came back hurt and he was about to have a son be born. Get the fuck out of here, fucking dopes. You're dopes. That's what you are if you were really one of those people. Wake up and think about why he did it. The reason why you came at me on Twitter was because, you know, you were pissed off that you either bet on the game, you're either a Seahawks fan, you either hate the Patriots, you either predicted against the Patriots, and you lost, and then when you saw my fucking tweet about it or whatever, you were like, yeah, whatever, he was the first one, you're a fucking dope, okay? Anybody who thinks Richard Sherman going up to Tom Brady with his handout was genuine after seeing what he did on the sidelines is a fucking dummy. All right, now that, now that that's said, the kid is arrogant, that's what he is. Now, everybody wants to talk about the last play. How come you didn't run? How come you didn't run? How come you didn't run? Now, I have to say this. One, I agree with Marshawn Lynch, especially with the timeout. I think what they should have done when it got down to like 20-something seconds, 30-something seconds, whatever, I think you call a timeout, I think you line up, and I think you run the ball. I agree with that. You do run with Marshawn Lynch. If it was another back that wasn't as punishing or big, I I would say, okay, whatever. Maybe they spread the field. You know, play to win. Don't play, you know, play play aggressively. You know, just, just, just don't, you know, the same way. Don't do, I mean, I know they were a lot closer than Green Bay, but don't do what Green Bay did. You know, you go, go to win. But with Marshawn Lynch, that close on the goal line, one yard line or two yard line, whatever it was, you do run the ball. I do agree with that. However, I do not think it was as awful a call as, as some people say. I also think that if that worked, I mean, I have a bigger point to this, but I just want to say if that play did work, okay, if that play worked, then it's, oh my God, everyone thought they were going to Lynch and they threw this slant and the guy, you know, the guy got a touchdown and that's great. Pete Carroll, man, they, they played like champs. They got really aggressive and, and, and cocky, but it worked and they're two time, you know, repeat champions, which doesn't happen. And the Legion of Boom won and that's great. And then people are going to be saying to Pete, Pete, that's a really, uh, you know, gutsy call. It could have went the other way, but what? well, you know, we just thought about doing, and then he looks like a fucking genius. He looks like a guy who takes chances, a gambler in the biggest moments and it looks good for him. So don't, let's not, Let's not forget that that's what ESPN and everybody would have done, okay? It's very easy. And I love how these fat fucks sitting in front of, like, guac dip are going, No! What the fuck? No! If it worked, they would have been like, Yeah! See, they thought they were going to run. Listen, that's why that guy's sitting on a couch somewhere eating a fucking, you know, bagel with cheese on or whatever they're doing, okay? I agree. Do you run the ball? Yes. Was it was it a stupid call? Yes. But if the call works, let's calm down. But there's a bigger part to this, people. There's a bigger part to this Super Bowl. And Mike Lupica in New York is the only guy that I heard say it. Now, I didn't listen to a bunch of, of, of stuff. I, I happened to be in the car. And um, I was just, just, you know, just going through radio stations. And I'm like, let me listen to some sports talk. And I just hit a button to the AM. And I hear Mike Lupica say... And I agreed, and I was saying it too. The one person that gets a pass in this is Russell Wilson. 
and I got to be honest, Russell Wilson lost that game. Okay, as much as you want to say it's a bad call and they should have ran the ball, fine. That play that they did at the end of that game, that slant pass that they tried to do, when that is executed properly, they said it works so much in practice, in 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 scrimmage, or in in games too. When you throw that quick slant, it works probably 80-90% of the time when it's done right. Now, when that play is done right, here's what is supposed to happen. He's supposed to throw that ball belt high. He's supposed to throw down. It's supposed to be a quick slant or lower, like stomach like belly button area, and the player is supposed to kind of catch, cradle, and fall down. That's what the real quick one or two yard slant is. And Russell Wilson threw that ball quickly. He threw it to the high shoulder. Give credit to the Patriots defender, uh, Malcolm, was it Malcolm Butler or whatever? Give give credit to him for jumping that route as quickly as possible and picking that ball off because that ball was thrown awful. It was thrown out in front of the receiver and high to the receiver's right shoulder when it is supposed to be just a quick thing. And then maybe they could have called a timeout. So as much as people want to get mad about it, either way, you had a play call that you decided, okay, they, we're not running. We're going to throw the ball. I don't care if they're like, oh, we want Russell to be the, we want Russell Wilson to be the hero, not Marshawn Lynch. That's crazy because they gave it to Marshawn Lynch on first down, and he got five yards, and he got down that close. So there's no, so so what? They had a feeling, and they knew he was going to be stopped at the one yard line. No, that's ridiculous. There's no conspiracy theory here. You know, the, the bottom line is they called a quick slant. He got cocky. He's just like, you know, we're going to throw it in real quick. We're not even going to call it. We're just going to throw it in real quick, and that's what's going to happen. And Russell Wilson fucked up, and he's getting a pass. Nobody's really talking about how bad of a throw that was. That was a terrible throw. Granted, you could say the wide receiver wasn't aggressive enough with it, but the wide receiver was probably thinking this thing is going to come right to my gut low. I'm going to cradle it and catch it and see if I land on the goal line. That's what that's what I think. I think Russell Wilson is is threw a bad ball. I think he rushed it, and that's it. And that's what happened. Because if he throws it in the right way, even if the guy doesn't get in, he catches it, and he's like inches away, and then you got two plays to run with Lynch. Nobody talked about that, and I was glad Mike Lupica did. So that's what I think about the Super Bowl. I was glad. Uh, I'm a Giants fan. We already beat them twice. I don't care. I'm glad Brady um, got his fourth ring. Uh, it just kind of puts to bed the whole deflate gate. Give me a break. They beat the Colts 45-7. to It's not because the ball had a little less air in it. That's just ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. The Patriots won the game. And I even liked the little, you know, the little spite that uh, Kraft had, the owner. He was pissed off that people were like going at his team, and he stepped up for his team. And I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. So I'm not worried because, you know, once Eli gets back to the Super Bowl against anybody, he's going to win it. Uh, I'd love Odell Beckham Jr. to be in a Super Bowl just to watch what that kid did. Who does? That kid is sick. But, um, yeah, so I thought it was a great Super Bowl. I thought that, you know, as big of a mistake as the call was, the throw and execution on it was that bad, too. You know. Because what would have happened? What would have happened if the guy caught the ball and then flew into the end zone? If the guy just caught it, cradled it, fell down, he was on the goal line, they called touchdown, they reviewed the play, the ball broke the plane, and Seattle wins. Are people going to be screaming dumbest play ever? No. You know what they're going to be doing? Oh, my God. Everybody in the world thought they were going to run. Pete Carroll is a fucking genius. So, whatever. That's what I think about that. 
So halftime show was what the halftime show was going to be anyway. Commercial stunk. What a football game that was. Just big moments, uh, you know. And I got to tell you, the fan reaction clips were amazing. Were absolutely amazing. So uh, that's my thought on it. And I just think that, uh, you know, I think that too many people are just saying, worst thing I've ever seen. I can't believe that, you know, I just, because uh, sometimes you got to gamble and do something or, or go with the feeling. And they went with the feeling and it just wasn't executed the right way. That's what I think. But I do think that they should have ran the ball. I'm not going to sit here and say what Marshawn Lynch, you shouldn't have ran the ball. You should have ran the ball. I just don't think it's as nuts, you know, especially if that slant has worked for them before. So that's what that's what I got in the Super Bowl. I sat there by myself and watched it. I had some uh, some wings. No, I had some boneless buffalo something. I was just sitting there, and uh, it's kind of like the first time I ever watched the second half of a Super Bowl literally by myself. And there was something really peaceful and amazing about it. Because when the game got intense, I'm literally standing up, pacing around my living room like a nut. I mean, if that was a Giants game, I would have been a fucking mess. But it <laughs> it was good. It was good. So let's get into your uh, unacceptables here, which were awesome this week. Awesome. I'm going to read these out. We'll do some unacceptables. Hope you guys are enjoying the show. This is episode 197 with your host, me, Paul Verzi. Verzi Effect Podcast, four away from the 200th episode. Oh, this is one thing I wanted to do. I am, I'm going to give you guys the address right now if you guys want to do this. I don't know if any of you guys are into art, but what I'm doing is... Um, I am doing something with uh, YouTube and All Things Comedy. You know, the Verzi Effect is now part of the All Things Comedy uh, podcast network, which is the best comedy network that is out there. You go to All Things Comedy and you see so many amazing um, podcasts out there. Like, I'll give you guys some right now uh, that you guys can uh, go to. And it's just a great, you know, it's the best. Like I said, it's the NBC of uh, comedy podcasts. I mean, comedy uh I mean, podcast uh, networks, I should say, sorry. And All Things Comedy is doing something now where they're going to be taking some exclusive, uh, you know, video clips, having them on YouTube. And But here are some of the names of the podcasts, okay? Uh, obviously, you got the Bill Burr Monday Morning Podcast. You got Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. You got Insensitivity Training with Court McCown and Joe Bartnick. You got um, The Naughty Show, Sam Tripoli. You got um, Come to Papa, Tom Papa's on there. You got uh, Dean Del Rey is on there. Um, you, Jason Lawhead, Lawhead's Court is on there. Uh, My Dumb Friends, Sean Donnelly and Dan St. Germain is on there. So there's just so many. Burt Kreischer's Burt Cast is on there. Um, so all things comedy, and that's where the Verzi effect is on. And what they're doing is they're taking some, so they're taking some footage, and it's going to be on YouTube. Um, Brian Scalaro's "This Is My Podcast" is on there. So, anyway, um, I'm going to be doing bonus unacceptables. So unacceptables that you don't hear on the show. I'm just going to be there'll be a camera from where I do my show, and I'll just be talking to the camera, and I'll just be doing like minute and a half. 
minute and a half rants on just quick unacceptable stuff to just put out there you know people could see the rest of you know come to the rest of my podcast and see you know how that works so anyway um i have a desk i do this from from a nice like a long desk and if any of you guys are into art uh what i want to do is if any of you guys, obviously I don't ask for any money. I don't ask for donations on the podcast. I never have. You don't have to subscribe to the Verzi Effect. It's free. It always will be. You know, I felt bad. Like people are like, no, man, some of your fans will donate equipment or, you know, you could get it. I'm not even doing it. I don't want anything from you guys. But if you guys um, are into art or can create art, anything like that, uh, I'll give you an address right now where you can um, send me. Uh, send me something like if you could make like a, a TVE Verzi effect sign or if you do graffiti or if you're into any kind of cool shit and it's totally on you like I'm just putting it out there but what I'll do is um, I will you know shout you out I will show what you made on camera um, and you know shout you out and, and describe your piece and, and your name and all that stuff and what you do on the show um, and I'll put it you know, I'm going to obviously have a case for it and stuff, but, you know, I appreciate you guys so much and you guys contribute so much to the show that it would be cool to be doing my show and seeing some of your work and art and stuff. So, you know, if you wanted to do a TVE sign or a Verzi effect sign or an unacceptable sign or put them in a cage, anything like that, or if you know somebody and you want to send it, you could send it to, um, hold on, I'll get it for you guys in a second here. But I was just talking about that. I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we had... Yes, so you could send it to... Um... No, that's not right. It's one, two... It's, uh, I think it's 123 Bowery Street, New York. Yeah, hold on. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to get this shit right. I should have had this shit written down, but for some reason it's not on the prop... Oh, here, here we go. I'll get it to you guys right now. I'm sitting here going, yeah, let me go to their website. How about it's on my website because it's my my management company. But um, So you could do care to, so uh, if you want to get a pen or write this down or just fucking listen, it's uh, care of CH Entertainment. Put that on the package, care of CH Entertainment, and you could send it to 123 Bowery Street. That's B-O-W-E-R-Y Street, New York, New York, 10002. Okay, and um, you could send it there. Care of CH Entertainment. And again, anything you guys want to make, man. A sign, a banner, a fucking whatever, like art stuff uh, is cool. If you, you know, fuck, you want to weld something. I don't, you know what I mean? You want to do anything. Uh, the Verzi Effect podcast, TVE, Unacceptable, put them in a cage. Anything that you guys uh you know, want, send it over there, and I would love, please, and make sure you give me all your information, you know, your name, what you do, like, I'll, I'll plug your fucking company, whatever you do, man, I, I would love to, uh, to do that with you guys, so, um, there you have it, you know, not a donation, just if you want to do something, you know what I mean, I don't care if your kid wants to write TVE in a marker and send it, I mean, I mean, well, if it's a piece of shit, don't send it, because, <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, all right, so here we go. Let's do the unacceptables. Got some good ones. I'm going to read off the longer ones first, and um, and then we'll go from there. So here we go. The first unacceptable here is from uh, who's this? Brent Brent Grant. I'm sorry, Brent Grant. I'm sorry, Ben Grant. Brent. The fuck. I'm sorry about that, Ben. Ben Grant writes. Uh, 
Here we go. So, uh, Ben Grant. Hey, Paul. I checked out your podcast after I heard you on uh, Monday Morning Podcast. I've been a listener since then. Anyways, I have an unacceptable for you. It's a little long, so I will try to keep it brief. I think it's pretty good. I own my own business. It's a hookah lounge. Uh, okay, Middle Eastern tobacco pipes. And some nights I have to open late for whatever reason. Let me know where it's at, dude. I'd love to come to it when I'm, if I'm ever in, in that town. Um, and open late for whatever reason. This was one of those nights. And when I got there to open, a few people were waiting outside. There was one guy in particular who was one of those customers. He got those in quotes. Oh, oh boy. Uh, they act like a slob, make a huge mess, and otherwise act like baboons. I let everyone in and go behind the counter to start taking orders. Uh, and as I'm taking the first order, I see this guy stick his hand down his pants, scratch slash fondle his dick and balls. Jesus. He did this for a good five to ten seconds. <laughs> but I'm not totally sure as time seemed to stop when I watched him. After I take that first order, he walks up, tells me what he wants, and then hands me his money with the same hand he just used to touch his cock seconds ago. Oh my god. Put him in a fucking cage. I was in shock for the moment. But then I suddenly, uh, hold on, I'm sorry, just reading this on an angle. I suddenly felt as if he was channeling your spirit. I, I, I'm sorry, as if I was channeling your spirit. I told this guy he was a fucking animal and only a savage would do something so unacceptable. Wow, and how disgusting he was. I did end up keeping the money. Of course you did, good for you. That fucking animal doesn't deserve to keep the money. Uh, I am a businessman after all. I ended up feeding it into my jukeboxes while wearing rubber gloves. That's hilarious and gross. This guy should seriously be locked in a cage. But it almost doesn't surprise me. Just to put this guy into perspective, he, he waited for two hours for me to open because he doesn't read, because, oh my God, because he didn't read the sign on the front door that he was standing in front of. Uh, sorry for the long message. If you're ever doing shows, oh yeah, if you're ever doing shows in uh, Southwest, come come by Arizona. Yes, uh, absolutely, Ben. That is a great unacceptable, a great way to start it. Um, a guy just grabbing his dick and balls and then like putting, it's just a fucking animals out there, right? It was some of these people who are just a guy like that who does that, who like publicly puts his hand on himself and fondles himself and then just takes his hand out and just thinks he could just, you know, shake anyone's hand or give anybody anything and thinks nobody's doing it. It's like what didn't you do what part of what part of you throwing your hand down your pants and grabbing yourself do you think not everybody didn't see? Don't don't you understand that people saw that? You know, it's it's I just I just don't understand. It's is it like an attention thing or or just people that fucking disgusting? Uh, thank you, Ben. Awesome, unacceptable, awesome. And I think you're new to it, new to the show. So that was a great one, dude. I love it. Thank you so much. Okay, this one is f uh, so that was uh, Ben Grant. 
I'm sorry, I fucked the name up too at the beginning. What the hell's wrong with me? All right, this one is from uh, uh, Christopher Hyde. And Christopher Hyde wrote, Unacceptable, a commercial showing people literally grinding their dead, ugh, disgusting feet skin into an actual pile of fucking dust. It's atrocious and unacceptable. Yeah, and I looked at it. It's one of those things where it's the, um, it's, I'm, I'm going to look at it here. Yeah, it's a commercial for the ped egg. Yeah. Yeah, it's like for calluses that are like just itchy calluses and dead skin and people like picking their feet skin off. And now they got this thing called the ped egg where it just like scrapes your feet. And uh, yeah, it's really fucking gross because the commercial is not like the commercial goes right into like dead fungus feet. It's It doesn't even like ease into it. Um, so yeah, really gross and, uh, definitely unacceptable. And I started to watch that and it actually started getting me sick. So I was like, I don't even know if I could, but I, I got the gist of it and, it and it was definitely unacceptable. So thank you for that. This one is from, um, Anthony James, uh, Palmiciano, uh, uh, or Palmiciano, sorry. Anthony James uh, Palmisiano or Palmasano. That's what it is. Palmasano. It's Anthony James Palmasano. I just got it. Sorry. Um, anyway, he says, Seahawks are classless animals. I used to respect them, but after what they did while Pats were kneeling the ball, I lost that. Lose the game like men. Unacceptable. Yeah. Um, look. The guy apologized for it. It was 100% unacceptable. It was frustration. A lot of that was probably frustration to the coaches, to the quarterback, the play call, all that stuff. They probably really thought that they were going to go there and have the celebration of a lifetime. And instead, they just got it stolen from them. And uh, they just lost their shit. But yeah, I hear you, man. It's uh, Especially to start tackling and really punching and trying to do harm. It's uh, It was pretty, pretty intense, actually. But... Um, I don't know, William. What the hell can you do? Just, just brutal. Um. Okay, so this next one here was one that I did not read last week. Sorry about that, AJ. This is from AJ Lesher. Uh, I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, AJ was at the show in Indianapolis when um it was a light crowd because I believe it was Halloween night. Yeah, it was the night before the, the pack nights because the pack nights were on Saturday. And if my memory's right, AJ came on a snowy Halloween night on the second show where there wasn't many people. It was a show that they thought was going to get canceled. There happened to be like a small amount of people in the front of the stage and I got a bottle thrown at me. I remember that. Um, and uh, AJ said that, Yo, I, I said, if I missed your unacceptable, let me know. And he let me know. So uh, here we go, and uh, this is from A.J. Lesher, and he said, uh, all right, here we go. Okay, so he shows me a picture of a guy lying down, just just laying there, um, and yes, this looks like some big dude just laying down on something. Hold on, I'm trying to see what the picture is. Looks like a like some sort of lounge or something. The guy's just laying. He said, okay, chief. Take a nice long sip of that ginger ale or water you've got there <laughs> and be prepared for another unacceptable from your boy. Let me set the scene for you. Let me set 
uh, the scene here for you. I'm an over the road. Okay, I'm an over the road truck driver, and last week my truck needed a service done on it. So my wife and I uh, get laid up in California for a few days because of appointments and parts, yada yada, which happens. No big deal. So we're at the company terminal watching TV. Okay, so they're at the company terminal watching TV, waiting for our clothes to finish drying. My company has free washer and dryers. Uh, stay with me here, Paulie. That comes into play in a little bit. So here we are watching some bullshit on Discovery Channel. Go figure. It's that outlaw street racing, fake reality bullshit that Burr watches. <laughs> so as we sit there, and one dude has a strangle a stranglehold on the remote because he's been waiting for this marathon to come on some uh, to come on or some shit. The room begins to fill up. There are three couches and a few tables with chairs around. My wife and I hold court on our couch. Some other dude is chilling on the other couch with the remote guy. A couple are eating at the table and one dude is standing in the back spit <laughs> uh spitting chew into a bottle that's gross when people do that shit dude you just see it sitting there Ugh. spitting chew into a bottle and doing play by play on this bullshit on TV everyone uh has either uh showered yes they also have free showers for the drivers like different rooms they even have 10 bedrooms in case you're stuck there for a few days and if your truck is actually in the garage all right well seems like a fair company again uh, needed info stick with me these are boring details but should come into play take another sip of your drink it's okay i'll wait all right so in walks this behemoth <laughs> In walks the behemoth, looking as homeless as they come, walking cane and all. This bitch smelled like two-week-old hot garbage. Ugh. Plots her gigantic ass, Jesus, I thought it was a guy when I saw the picture, on an empty couch. Tells everyone that she's been there for two damn days and they still ain't found what's wrong with her truck. My first thought was, you've been here for two days and you haven't washed your clothes or showered. But I resisted the urge to say something. This lady smelled so bad that the couple who was eating pizza closed the box ugh, and left to eat in their truck. That bad. That's fucking gross. Now, this dump truck looked around the room and decides to pull off her shoes and socks and proceed to use the sock to wipe between her what to use the sock to wipe between her poor little toes that had to help that uh that had to help support her big fat her big ass this made the guy with the chew leave the room and everybody look at her with amazement as she didn't even look to see if anybody was watching her but wait, it gets better. This is fucking gross and great. She finally puts her sock and shoe back on and takes her jacket off, rolls it in a ball, and decides to try to lay down on the couch. As she is doing so, as she uh, scowled at, at my wife and actually says, what you looking at, little girl? I then, uh, it, I then it was on. 
I unloaded on her. I stood up and, oh Jesus, stretched as she stared at me. And I said, well shit, I need to call the fucking zookeeper because somebody let this fucking animal out of her goddamn cage. Lady, look at you. You are allergic to fucking soap or some shit. You've been here for, what, two days and said you haven't once even thought of either shower or washing your clothes. Then you walk up in this lounge like no one is here and pick your fucking toes. Then have the balls to call my wife out for looking at you. Good for you, dude. You should fucking apologize to everybody here for how you smell. Wow, dude, good for you. Not act like what you were doing is normal, inconsiderate trash bag. And there are fucking bedrooms here if you need one. But chances <laughs> chances are they don't want to have you stinking them up. So I retract that statement. But shit, you want a nap? Do it in your fucking truck. Wow. They, uh, they all have beds in them. This is where she finally popped off a few fuck you motherfuckers at me. I was unfazed and finished with, your behavior is fucking unacceptable. And yeah, I might not know you, but I know enough to not let you slide down the evolution ladder and further without somebody saying something. One guy clapped and was laughing. The remote guy never looked away from the TV and my wife was embarrassed, but she knew it was bound to happen. We went into the laundry room and got our clothes. Good for you, dude. Uh, and as we walked out, this bitch still sprawled out on the couch. Yeah, that's the picture you showed. Sprawled out on the couch as if I didn't say anything. Uh, so I lay a few dryer sheets on her sleeping ass. Fuck her unacceptable animal this place is a zoo here is a picture and then he sent a picture of this gigantic woman just laying down in the middle of this lounge holy shit man that was a long one but a good one and good for you dude AJ's gonna get into fights and shit cause I mean be like ah, I listen to the show too much just start calling people fucking animals um thank you for the submission that was a that was sick and the thing is, it probably never even sunk in with her. She's such a, you know, I just think she's probably such a, you know, an animal that she's just never going to get it, you know. Uh, but great one, dude. Really, um, just, I don't even know what to say. The fact that you were like, you fucking, you know what it was, though? What set you off was, I think, the fact that she started to talk about your wife like that. You know, I think she just... Right when she was like, what are you looking at, little girl? You just, I think you had all the pent up, like, in you. You're like, you fucking animal. You should be in a cage. You smell like shit. No one wants to see your toes. And then she just looked at your wife and was like, what are you looking at, little girl? You're like, oh, fuck this. Good for you. Thank you, uh, AJ. Sorry I missed it last week. Okay, this next one here is from, uh, I believe, is from Lorenzo Van uh, Tornhat. Uh, yeah, Lorenzo Van Tornhat, maybe. Uh, sorry if I fucked that up. Anyway, hi, Paul. I'm a long-time listener from Belgium, Europe. Love your work, and thank you very much for your free podcast. Next year, I am going to the States for a couple of months, and I'm definitely going to see a show of you. I have three unacceptables for you, short ones. Old retired, old retired people going to the doctor during the only hours of the day, people that have to go to work can see them. I am partially paying for your health care by working asses, uh, so let me get out of there quickly. 
Don't let me wait for your old crippled ass to get <laughs> the social talk with the doctor while getting pills you don't need, really. All right, yeah, I mean, I don't know how it works out there, but uh, that, yeah, I mean, I could see how that pisses you off. Uh, last week, I went to the supermarket when an employee asked the store security if he had seen anyone with a fresh roasted chicken. Apparently, somebody stole a greasy, hot, steaming chicken right out of the store's butcher shop. <laughs> to steal is unacceptable. To steal a greasy, hot, freshly baked chicken without any packaging is just bad. <laughs> dude was hungry and probably smelled it and was like, I'm going for it, dude. I'm going for the chicken. Um, and it uh, looks like the last one here. My nephew, who recently lives in his own apartment but who is unemployed and refuses to try and contribute to society, asked our grandmother for some money to pay for rent. A few days later, I saw him on Facebook showing off his new designer clothes. If it wasn't for my grandmother, who loves him despite everything, I would have kicked his ass and made him show off a pink little dress on Facebook that I would have made him wear. Thanks for the laughs. Till next time, Lorenzo. Thank you, Lorenzo. Awesome, man. I'm so glad you're listening from Belgium, uh, Belgium, and it's it's awesome. So thank you, uh, hilarious unacceptables, and uh, you know, yeah, isn't that the worst, dude? There's always the family members who can't get it right, and they're like, man, I just need to get back on my feet. It's only gonna take 200 bucks, and you just know, you know, it's over. Like there's no, there's no chance that you're getting that money back. Um, okay, so let's go. We got a couple more here on the for the longer ones, and then um, we'll get into the Twitter ones. So, and again, if I missed any of them, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to get all these out there for you guys. But sometimes it's hard. <laughs> What'd you guys do if I was dead serious and I was like, I just can't do it anymore. I just. Um, my wife's sleeping. She's gonna hear me. She's gonna be like, What the fuck is he talking about? And then she'll be like, he's probably talking about me being sick. They was making it about themselves, don't they? Okay. This one is from from Schven. Uh, I think that's what it is. Schven uh, uh, Tenors? Or uh, Terrence. Yeah, Schven yeah, Tenors. I'm sorry if I got that wrong, Schven. Um, he says, unacceptable. You'll likely want to watch these ahead of time, which I did, if you choose to talk about this on the podcast, which I obviously do. I uh, came across these two videos while bored on YouTube. Normally, I just think, ah, this guy's a jerk off and move on, until I realize not only is it the same guy, but judging by what he is wearing, it's the same goddamn day, and this pissed me right off. I immediately thought, I wonder what Verzi would have to say about this. Okay, so... Uh, here's what I think. I think that you are 100% right. It annoyed the shit out of me. It made me want to grab this guy. The people that don't know, it's a clip of a guy who's on a bus in California and the conductor on the bus or somebody is just saying, hey, I just need to see your proof of payment. I need to see your ticket. And he goes, well, I don't have to show it to you. And the guy goes, well, everybody else showed it. And he goes, I paid it, but it's my constitutional right to keep it in my pocket. I, if I choose to show you, I, I can. But constitutional, I, I don't have to show you. 
And the guy's like, well, dude, you got to get off the thing then. And he goes, no, I don't. I paid. I paid my share. And I don't. And the guy's like, well, just show me the ticket. And he goes, no. To the point where he was just being such a spiteful little bitch. And then the cops, the cops had to come. And he's like, no, I don't. And like people on the bus were screaming, just pay the ticket or get the fuck off the thing. And he was just being a dick. The next scene, he goes to Burger King or the next clip, he's in Burger King. And he confuses buffalo wings with hot sauce. And he goes, no, I wanted buffalo, not hot. And he's like, I want a refund. And he's just a complainer. So what this guy is, is he tries every loophole he can to get free shit or, or this one of these, you know, and he's going, what's going to happen when they take your free speech away? But he wasn't even doing it in like a logical way. It was just fucking ridiculous. It was really annoying. It was a guy looking for trouble. And um, yeah, it was really annoying and unacceptable. And that cop should have grabbed him by his fucking throat and thrown him off the thing. He's like, oh, I'll threaten, I'll go to court, I'm fighting this and that. It's just one of those guys It seemed like a nightmare. Really did seem like a nightmare. Brutal. Um, so thank you, Shvet, uh, for the, um, for the uh, submission. Okay, this is from uh, Brennan Marion. And Brennan says, The guy sitting in front of me sneezes into his hand and proceeds to examine the snot he just shot all over his nasty fingers. He then stares uh, stares at it for a solid 10 seconds and then wipes it on his jeans. Put him in a cage. Unacceptable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. This one. Let's see when uh, this one is. Okay, yeah. So I think, is that is that it for this? I think we might be done. think maybe not hold on no no we have another one for and this is these are just the long ones okay this is from uh, Derek Morin I haven't listened to 196 yet but hopefully there's been a uh, week break from the shit stories but I had to share this one <laughs> uh, I was Iraq and made the mistake I, I wanted I think you're saying I was in Iraq but it says I was Iraq so I'm going to just throw in and there. I was in Iraq and made the mistake of eating some food from locals. Yeah. Later that night, well, it seems like you're out there fighting and you're a soldier. And if you are, uh, appreciate your um, your service, brother. Thank you. Um, okay. I was in Iraq and made the mistake of eating some food from locals. Later that night when laying on my cot, I go to fart. And, oh, my God, and it came out a shart. <laughs> I go to the porta potties and spray some ungodly waste out of my ass. Uh, wow. Um, I go to walk back to the hut and have to turn around and go do it again. The next day, uh, we had a convoy, and I certainly wasn't going to have my team a man down because I have the shits. So I grab a wag bag, which is just a thick plastic bag with kitty litter in it. Jesus. Um... I was the gunner, so I was standing through the hole, standing through the hole in the roof of our Humvee behind my machine gun. I feel my stomach rumbling, so I drop my pants, no, and damn near blow a hole through the wag bag. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, literally. Oh, my God. Derek, that shit just had me laughing, dude. Oh, my God. Well, dude, first of all, honestly, 
thank you for your service. And I mean, you are more of a man than fucking a lot. The fact that you're shitting your pants while you're standing behind a fucking machine gun in a Humvee is unbelievable. Uh, I would have been like, dude, can we pull this thing over? I just go into one of these huts and shit on one of these Iraqi dudes' beds right now. I just need something like that other guy did. So anyway, uh, he says, uh, I'll read that last sentence again because I know I laughed through it. I feel my stomach rumbling, so I drop my pants and damn near blow a hole through the wag bag. I wipe my ass with some TP I brought, tie up. See, that's what I mean. Soldiers are all fucking prepared. You guys are like, all right, we're going to fucking go in and we're going to shoot everybody down. I got my wag bag in case I shit my pants. I got my toilet paper. Uh, I wipe my ass with some TP I bought, tie up the bag, and throw it out of the Humvee. <laughs> As if it was bad enough that I just gassed the rest of my guys in a Humvee. When it landed on the side of the road, a couple of Iraqi kids went and opened it thinking I was trying to give them something. Hashtag self-unacceptable. Hashtag combat dump. Uh, arguably one of the greatest ones I've heard on the show. That is, because first of all, like everybody, like that's the realest thing, you know. That's the re- everybody's talking about all these war movies and American Sniper, and you just fucking laid down the realness of you're going into fucking combat. You're going into hostile environments in a Humvee, and you're shitting in a bag, and then a bunch of Iraqi kids probably thought you were throwing them fucking candy. Oh my God, that's unbelievable. Thank you so much for that contribution, that amazing contribution to... 197. I don't even care that that's gross. That's just fucking great. I don't even know what's greater, the story or the fact that you're listening to my show while you're fighting for us over there, dude. It is, it is, honestly, it is one of the most amazing and humbling things for me. I've heard from many soldiers, you know, guys that are saying that they've done all kinds of tours of duty and that they've, they've, you know, they just, all these different stops and everywhere they're going all over the fucking place and the Verzi effect is helping them and their fellow soldiers. I mean, I don't even know what to say, dude, honestly. It's it's um as great as, you know, performing for non-soldiers is. There's just something about the fact that you guys are doing what you're doing out there and um, my fucking nonsense and rants and shit that I'm talking about is entertaining you guys, man, and, uh, I hope all you guys get home safe, and thank you for everything that you're doing, and, uh, I love to shake your hand, or, well, maybe not your hand, but maybe a fist pump, (laughs) I'm kidding, I would definitely shake your hand, just, uh, you know, just make sure you got a fucking wag bag with you, um, but thank you so much, dude, And, and any soldier out there that, uh, you know, listens to the show and everything, man, I, I don't even know what to say, Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything, for listening, for your service to the country. Um, you guys are the shit and the real heroes. Um, all right, so let's see what else do we have here. Um, this one is... You need to see this for the bunch... Of, oh, this is from Calvin Conroy, and he sent me... He said, Paul, you need to see this. It's filled with a bunch of animals. Put them in a cage. This was the um, fan reactions to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. Some of those people just lost their minds. It's really funny watching, you know, watching these people do what they do because they just, you know, you know, they just, like, sit there and they'll go, 
no, no, what the fuck? One guy was going, ow. One guy, I don't know if you guys saw it, it was one of the funniest reactions to the Super Bowl. This guy was a Seahawks fan. And he was honestly acting as if he just found out a loved one died, like a close loved one. He was sitting there, he was shirtless. They had the camera on him and he was talking to a girl and he's, I'm not even kidding, he was shirtless and he's pointing to his heart and he's going, he's crying, he's weeping. He's going, ow, it hurts right here. And he's pointing to his heart. He goes, I'm serious. It just, it hurts right here. It hurts. And it's like, dude, they just, I mean, these people don't care about you, dude. These people don't give a fuck about you, man. What are you doing? It's a football game. Your team lost. You know, you had a great run. Your team's great. You're going to be back next year. Root for them next year. It happens. Something bad happened at the end of the game, but your team... You know, it's going to happen again. It happens to everything. Like, dude, what are you crying, pointing to your chest, saying it hurts right here? Fucking put him in a cage. But, I mean, it was really kind of ridiculous, to be honest with you. It was fucking weird. Um. So, yeah, I don't even know, man. It was just like... It's almost like sad and, and just like, you gotta... Like, it's just a game. It's, it just really is. It's just a game. But that that's it for the long ones, guys. Let's get into some Twitter ones, and then I want to talk about a movie. We got some other stuff. So we got a lot of, a lot more show left here. Okay, we're about an hour in, but we got some time. So let's do some uh, some Twitter. Some, and and I, if I miss one of your tweets, guys, it is because um, I got did so much with the Super Bowl. So much, like, back and forth fighting with people and all these people just talking shit and everybody yelling and telling me that I'm a moron and then me, you know, I can't fucking handle that so I am end up starting to fight with some stranger who lives in fucking Arizona that I'm never going to see or whatever and, it, you know, why are you calling me a moron? I'm just going back and forth. It's so silly. But, so, if I missed yours and you got in that, you know, you fell in that, then I'm sorry. This one is from, uh... <laughs> Dan Phillips at Dan3481. Paul versus Seattle passing the ball instead of running Lynch. Unacceptable. Knew I was going to get a bunch of those. Um, all right. Unacceptable. Not using beast mode on the half-yard line to win the Super Bowl. That's from John Fish at Fish. And then the letter R, Price. Um, <laughs> Kenny Lofgren. Hey, Kenny. I know you. I remember you, brother. And uh, this is at uh, LOFG. Uh, R E uh, N K E Lof Granky. So it's uh, it's hold on. Let me get this Twitter feed right. It's Kenny Lofgren, and it's at L O F, and then G R E N K E. And he said, "At Pulverzi, you run the fucking ball. Unacceptable." Um, Kenny, the only reason why is because you were one guy. I, you were a fan out in Vegas. I remember well. Uh, Kenny ran into the all-in tour on the streets of Vegas, and then we had a drink and a cigar. Great guy, great dad, um, and uh, it was a pleasure to meet you. And you were the one guy that I was going, man, I know this guy's hurting right now because you're a Hawks fan. Uh, so sorry about that, brother, and thank you for the uh, submission. Uh, okay. So a lot of you guys said unacceptable with the with the you know the balls. I mean the the running the ball and and not you know not running the ball. So I'm gonna have to skip some of those just because I don't want to keep doing that. Um, and this one is from uh, Dan the Masshole, and it says and his Twitter feed is we are massholes. Uh, at Paul Berzi, uh, toenail fungus commercial during the Super Bowl. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag animals. Hashtag appetite ruined. Yes. 
I know, dude. It, this these these commercials of this Super Bowl was about death, fungus, just awful. Um. Okay, this is uh, from Joe uh, Troncale, and it's uh, Joe underscore in underscore PA, and he says taking a random thirty second clip of uh, uh, TV at TVE any commercial scene. In two hours so far, 1.5 million for 30 seconds of trash. Hashtag unacceptable. Wow, I didn't know that that's what they were paying. But that is fucking, that is nuts. Uh, I got a lot of, bit, you know, a lot of people shit on the halftime show. Um, okay, this is from uh, Terrence Smith at TJAI101. At Paul Verzi, unacceptable. Uh, Marshawn. And his blacked out helmet. It's a night game douchebag. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, <laughs> this is from Nick Gallianos at I M Gallianos, and that's I M G A L I A N O S. At Pulver, a guy walks up to use the self checkout while you're still paying. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag wait your fucking turn. Hashtag animal. Hashtag one large cage, please. <laughs> uh, thanks for the submission, Nick. Um, this one is from. Uh, oh, this is from uh, Chris Frost, MM Frosty Boy, at MM Frost. Apparently, Adina Menzel. Didn't learn <laughs> from butchering the national anthem at the All Star game last year. Just sing it. Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, dude, they get so crazy with it. Can anybody just belt it out the way Whitney Houston did? Whitney Houston destroyed. Dude, if you've never seen that, it's not even close. Like Whitney Houston's Super Bowl national anthem the year. The Giants won against the Bills in ninety or ninety one. Just you, that was like on the Billboard like number. It was the greatest one of all time. Not even close. Not even close. Uh, okay, uh, this is from Dan McGuire at Dan MG uh, MC G seventy nine at Paul throwing your trash out of the car window on the highway. Unacceptable animal. Uh, okay. Let's go here. These are making me laugh, man. These are really funny. Uh, okay, this is this is from Kevin, and it's at underscore Pearson, uh, P E A R S O N at Paul Verzi, obese person at Costco using one of their rascal scooters while drinking straight from a two liter of Coke. Hashtag unacceptable. Um, yeah, this one is from Bill Lang uh, Langley. At OG underscore laser. At Paul Rosie, letting you get to damn near 200 episodes before I start listening to the awesomeness. Hashtag unacceptable. Thanks, uh, Bill. Um, Billy Langley. I'm sorry. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. All right. Let's see what else. Uh, I don't know why that fucking, that, that one with the national anthem just made me fucking laugh really hard. Okay. All right, this is from uh, Jeremy Peddleton. Uh, unacceptable. F- uh, and this is from... Wow, this guy's Twitter feed is at Verzi underscore verse underscore bottle. Uh, wow, Jeremy Peddleton. Uh, <laughs> he, 
in, uh, Pendleton. I'm sorry, this is from Jeremy Pendleton. At Paul Verzi, unacceptable friend and his kid went to a store in Washington. His eight-year-old said, go Pats to a Hawks fan catcher and got an attitude at him. Yeah, because that's because people are so fucking stupid. Here's another one. I got to read this because your Twitter feed has my name in it. Um, at Paul Verzi, work uh, had a meeting. Uh, one third of the meeting was was on bathroom etiquette and cleanliness needing to flush. Hashtag <laughs> what in the fuck? Hashtag unacceptable. Uh, put him in a fucking cage. Some of these people are absolute fucking animals. Okay. This is from um, Fits in a Box at Fits in a Box, and it's F-I-T-Z-I-N-A-B-O-X. Jimmy John's unacceptable park job. I show employee, and she says that's the manager's vehicle. Learn to park, and it's just like a Jeep with a Jimmy John's logo on it. Um, let's see what else we got here. Okay. Uh Justin Pittman at Justin uh, T. Pittman. When walking down my road and my sidewalk isn't shoveled, I remember, uh, I'll remember you, you lazy prick. <laughs> uh, uh, this is from Chris Ramirez at uh, D-R-G-O-N-S-O-66. So what's so hard about flushing a, a urinal? No one wants to see your brown, foul smell piss. Learn how to flush, you fucking animal. <laughs> Learn how to flush, you fucking you animal. Or fucking animal unacceptable. All right. Um, all right, here we go. The weather... Oh, this is from Jason Travis at real underscore travesty 14. The weather channel naming every storm. I don't give a fuck if your storm is named Jim. Hashtag unacceptable. All right. Got a few more here, and then we'll get into some some more shit. Okay, let's see here. I know this is a lot. I got a lot this week, but I got to get everybody in because I can't leave you out. Uh, at Paul Verzi, uh, this is Michael R. Peterson at Latin underscore Viking 305. At Paul Verzi, flight goes from being on time 10 minutes before scheduled boarding to 45 minutes delay to 4-hour delay. Yeah, that's brutal. Hashtag unacceptable. I, four hours is the most that they could do, too, legally. It's brutal. Okay. Um, and hold on. We might be... Oh, yeah. This is from uh, John Hadger. Uh, Hadger? I'm sorry if it's if I'm fucking this up, uh, John. But it's um, it's and and it's the the Twitter feed is at Johnny underscore Rockets three, and he said school slash parents prank prank blindfolded students into making out with their parents, the the first dad hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, so there was a pep rally at a high school, and a bunch of students were blindfolded, and then they would have somebody go up and kiss them on the mouth. And like hug and kiss them. And then they thought it was like a girlfriend or a sweetheart. So it was probably people that had like relationships. And they asked, who is it? And when they took the fucking thing off, it was their parents. And everybody laughed. And yeah, it was a little weird. The one guy was like, oh, I'm going to say it's so-and-so. And it was like his girlfriend's like, yeah, because the lips were like luscious lips. And it was his dad. Um, 
Okay, let's see. What? How? Okay, this is uh, JP at J uh, at JP on Twitter. Man, listened to Joe Bartnick and Paul Rosie smash Syracuse. It's unacceptable how accurate they were. <laughs> hey, man, I didn't mean to smash Syracuse. I just saw shit out there that that you should never really see. Um, you know, honestly, it was just weird. Um. This one is from... This is actually not an unacceptable. This is just another soldier that I want to shout out. Michael Ferreira uh, at Mike um, F-E-R-O-D-Y at Paul Verzi. Come to uh, Virginia Beach, funny bone. Uh, pack the joint out with sailors. Hashtag animals. We're all in for TVE. Never miss it. Bring on number 200. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. You and all those guys, man. Shout out to you guys. And, um, yeah, man, I love to come down there. And when I do, um, you know, hopefully I come down there with some shirts or with my uh, debut CD. And I'd love to uh, give give you guys that. Uh, okay. So this is uh, John McTeague. At John McTeague, kind of spelled just like that. Watching American Sniper in the movie theater, the animal next to me is spilling popcorn on me. Unacceptable. Put him in a cage. Um. Okay. This one is from. Uh. Okay. This is from Wizard. I eleven I. And it's I hate at I hate hypocrites. Paul Verzi, re uh, re episode one ninety two unacceptable banana. Christians disagree, laugh out loud. Watch from nine twenty. New fan in Perth, courtesy of Bill Burr. Well, thank you for watching. I really appreciate that. And um, yeah, I I think I think I know what this was um, about. Just uh, I guess. I guess, yeah, it be, being hypocrites and what Christians, I don't want to get like religious on it, but dude, thanks so much for the, thanks so much for the, um, what's it called, the submission, I really appreciate it. All right, because, you know, once you get like, and dude, I think anybody like who's hypocrites, like Christians or fucking Catholics, whenever it gets, when any, you know, when it gets religious and hypocrites, you're like, ah, what are you going to do? All right, Mac Lockyer at uh, Matt D. Lock. Y-E-R. Paul Verzi. Animals who make a mess in grocery stores, leaving carts, items all over the place. Put them back, you savages. Unacceptable. Okay. Ambassador Gun. At Ambassador Gun. Assholes throw garbage on the ground when trash can is clearly in front and two feet away. Hashtag animal. Hashtag unacceptable. Alright. Let's see here. I think we are... I think we're pretty much done. All right. Oh, this is from Dustin Bell at Mindtaker underscore. Robin Williams' wife and kids fighting over who gets his memorabilia. Show some respect to his memory. Unacceptable animals. Yeah, that's the worst when that happens, man. It's like, you know, let the fucking the guy be. And is, this, is it about what he's got? I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. Gary L. at Gary333, uh, my buddy, a Denver fan, still crying about Deflategate. Give it up, it's over. Your team wasn't even in it. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag unacceptable. Uh, uh, Rosalina. 
Hi, Rosalina Hedge at uh, Cage L-Y-Z-Y-B-E-V. Thanks for your review and saving me two and a half hours of my time. I trust you in this... Um, is an unacceptable film. I don't know what you and you're talking about, but I gotta be honest, I do nail the films. I mean, I think I do nail the films. Um, Jake L. at Here is Jake. It's 2015 and people still die because of weather. Caveman. <laughs> Hashtag unacceptable. Uh, all right. This is from Sarah at Sarah Sarita uh, 84. Asshole taking up seat on subway while people are standing. Unacceptable. <laughs> Not enough cages. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy sitting on like a train and he's just put a bag next to him so nobody suspects him and the place is packed. What a dick. What a dick. Um, all right. Yeah, people tweeted a lot of the Richard Sherman pictures and all that. Um, all right, guys, that's it for the unacceptables. Thank you for the submissions. I really appreciate it. And, um, here's the thing. If you guys want to send unacceptables, the best thing to do is to send them. Cause I do the show on Wednesday. I wouldn't send them. Don't send them on like Thursday or Friday. I mean, you can, but that makes me have to go back. So I could actually, you know, listen, I'm going to read them anyway because you guys are the shit. You know, I, I care about my fans. So I'm not going to I'm not going to not read them if you send them. But to make it easier, um, if you could send them like um, Monday and Tuesday or like Sunday, Monday and Tuesday, those are that's the best because then I could just, you know, when it's, you know, other stuff, you know, it'll take a little longer. But anyway, they're great. They're hilarious. They make me laugh. And, you know, obviously you guys like them or you wouldn't be sending them. So thank you. Okay. Now, uh, I saw a movie that I want to talk about. Um, I saw, well, actually, I've been, I've been watching a lot of movies lately, but I saw a movie called Poker Night, and I don't know if any of you guys saw it, but it's a new release, you could get it on demand, and it's about a detective who, um, it's about a bunch of detectives, and they let one rookie detective in on this um, game. And what they do is they just kind of tell stories of all the awful murders and bad situations they were in and how to get out of it. And they're basically, it's a privilege to the rookie detective to be in there because he can learn stuff. There's like flashbacks, but during this movie, he gets a serial killer captures him and uses like a woman. I mean, I don't want to give it away. All I'll say is this. If you want to watch a movie that you're like, what the fuck? And you're kind of just like, now you guys know, I mean, most of the time, I feel like I get it right with movies. I feel like I'm like, you know, like I said, you know, American Sniper, great movie. I didn't think it was good as Lone Survivor, but you know, you guys like the drop. I told you about the drop. There was a lot of movies that I told you guys about that, that I, I think you guys would like. This movie is straight up like it's violent it's about a serial killer. It's about street smarts. It's about making mistakes. It's about just, it, it's it's really cool. It's violent. It's dark. And it was just different. And I, Rotten Tomatoes gave it only like 50% or something. I thought it deserved more than that. Or like, But check it out. Poker Night. It's one of those where if you're just sitting home and you're like, you know what, let me watch something different. I would check it out. I really liked it. Uh, the only actor that you'd recognize... Oh, no. You'd recognize three or four actors from it, but I guess the main guy was Ron Perlman. The guy who was... Um, what's it? Devil... What the fuck is the guy that played the... You know. 
whatever, the devil guy. But uh, other than that, man, um, I I don't know. It was good. It was good. I would check it out. Poker Night. It's definitely a good one. I was like talking to my wife about it, and she was like, oh, what? how did that work? And I just started telling the story, and she was like, wow, it's actually pretty interesting. They shot it really cool. They, they It goes back in flashbacks, so things are early, then things are late, and then you find out all kinds of different stuff, and it tells a great story and comes back to it. I liked it. So Poker Night, check it out. I think it was uh, worth, I think it will be worth your time. Because sometimes at night I just go through shit and I'm like, I don't want, I don't know what I want to watch. You know, I want to see Fury, but I was just like, I don't know if I want to, I don't, I never like to overdo it with war movies because I like to enjoy them individually and I never want to, um, you know, just kind of just, you know, overdo it. I like to just take, okay, I see a war movie now, wait like two, three weeks and see another one. I don't want to just keep seeing them in a row because you want to kind of take them in. Speaking of, well, this has nothing, this isn't war, but uh, I don't know if you guys saw, there's like some guy now that they, they have like the CIA, there's an FBI agent who's retired and he's like basically blowing the whistle on what he thinks happened to JFK. And like he's basically saying that like 100%, they know for a fact 100% that there was a shot from the front which went into his neck and uh, through the windshield and there was a shooter at the grassy knoll and then they like showed this guy and it was like this guy seems real legit and then there were people that tried to like say that it wasn't credible but then while they were trying to find out it wasn't credible they kind of found out that it was credible so uh, that's all over online right now it's just crazy shit going on man this uh stuff in in the world and and the last thing that i want to talk about before i uh you know, get into the plugs and everything like that. I know it's been a long show, and I know that uh, there's been a lot of unacceptables and everything. I hope you guys are are cool with it. But um, I want to talk about this this ISIS thing real quick because um, it was crazy, man. To like that they burned that pilot alive, and then there was something that ha- like when Jordan did what they did, it was almost like. Man, that was fucking, like, that was crazy, but, like, it was almost like, you never feel good when you anybody gets killed or executed, like, you never feel good, but it was like, Jordan just got gangster, man, Jordan was like, alright, you kill one of ours, we're gonna fucking kill, like, and, and it was just kinda like, and it just makes you think, like, what's going on, dude, in the world right now, it's kinda crazy, man, and... That's why I think, like, with all this stuff, the the, the 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 number one thing that's protecting us are these soldiers, man. The number one thing that is 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 why I'm sitting in front of a microphone doing a podcast that goes out to all of these people all over the world, and I got a fucking Diet Coke in front of me, and I could shove my face with, with candy and fucking smoke a cigar and do anything that I want to do tonight, is because these heroic fucking superheroes is what they are. You know, these fucking, these snipers and these guys like, you know, Derek Moore and and all these guys like, you know, I mean, dude, the guy's shitting in a bag while driving a fucking Humvee down. I mean, it's just just crazy, dude. It's fucking crazy. I can't say enough. I can't say enough about them. I, I really wish that all these fucking nerds that watch The Incredible Hulk and fucking Superman and all these things, like, I really wish that they kind of watched war movies and looked at the people that did stuff for our country like that as like, oh my god, like, that guy's actually alive or his family members are alive. Like, I want to fucking see that guy or talk to that guy or fucking send that guy something, do something, you know? 
Instead of just fucking getting grease on your fucking Daredevil t-shirt, psyched that the movie's coming out. It's like, that's what people look at now. That's what people think are is is, is the shit now. Is, uh, yo, do you see that fucking new Avengers? Listen, I know it's cool. I know those movies are cool. But, you know, dude, Lone Survivor, what those guys did, you know, and, and you know, American Sniper, what that guy did, just saving fucking Americans while you know, suicide bombers are going, just picking people off that are about to kill us. That's like ridiculous real shit, man. And these people that fight in wars and go against, you know, ISIS and, and all these things that, that happen or or whatever terrorist group it is, not just, you know, whether, you know, so when it was Saddam Hussein, when it was Osama bin Laden, like anybody that's like fighting, it's like, it's protected. Like it's like the ballsiest fucking thing in the world. I can't say enough. I'm actually, and I'm serious, man. I'm really serious about this. I was thinking about this, and we were talking the other day. It was me. I don't know if it was who it was. Bobby Kelly, maybe. So we were just talking the other day, and we were like, these guys go to war, and they come back, and they, it's not enough. I don't think that this country does enough for these fucking guys. You know, these guys should have fucking, I mean, they're parades for fucking football teams, this parade for a fucking football team because one team didn't run the ball and the other team made a stop and there's a fucking parade with thousands in the streets and these guys come home and, and fucking, you know, they need more, man. They really do. They need fucking more. You know? I mean that. There's nothing. There's nothing more commendable. I don't give a fuck who you are. I couldn't do I'll be honest with you. I couldn't do it because I like to sleep. I told you, I could do the late night shift. If they had, like, soldiers that were, like, good after 4 o'clock, I could, you know... But I swear to God, like, there's nothing more commendable than a guy who is literally willing to fucking die right now to protect us. That is as gangster as it gets. That is the baddest fucking dudes out there. These dudes know it could fuck them up if they go and kill people, but they're gonna do it because they want it. That's just a crazy, you know what I mean? And forget whether the war is right. Like I don't even give a fuck whether it's a, it's a right war. People, oh, they, you know, they, they shouldn't have been there in the first place, or they shouldn't. It's like I don't give a fuck where those dudes are there to do a job, and they're gonna do the job to serve their fucking country. And there is nothing better than that. There's nothing fucking better. Is my fucking dude, if you are a soldier and you listen to the Verzi effect, dude, I thank you. I I couldn't thank you enough. Contact me if you listen to my show and you go on my Facebook or you go on my Twitter and I'm coming to a city. You tell me ahead of time. I don't give a fuck how many people I have to comp for the show. I don't care how many people don't have. I'll fucking pay for it, dude. You come to the show and you have a good time and I'd love to talk to you after a show. Period. You know? About the shit that you do. So, um, crazy stuff going on in the world. And you think about the people that are, are protecting us. And we never do. We just sit there, put our fat ass up on the fucking, put our feet up and shove popcorn in our face eating Twizzlers. And these motherfuckers are running around Humvees behind machine guns ready to take somebody out that's going to fucking harm us. It's a, it's a fucking joke is what it is. It's, 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 it's incredible. So, um, that's all I wanted to say. I just, I can't say enough, and I was thinking about it, and I said, I don't talk enough about what the soldiers do. The soldiers don't get enough fucking credit from anybody, 
And, you know, I'm going to be damned if I'm going to be somebody on the show that doesn't, uh, you know, on my show, especially, you know, I'm reaching out to people in fucking Belgium and Croatia and New Zealand and Australia, you know, and everywhere, Canada, London. I mean, you name a place, Africa. I got people in Africa. I got people in Japan. I got people all over the place. And I got soldiers in Iraq and all this shit fighting for us. And like, you know, I just, I just got to say it's, it's the most commendable thing. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable, you know. And, uh, as hard as it is, man, as hard as it is out there and stuff, uh, believe me, there's a huge amount of people that are insanely proud and, and love it. And, 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 and everybody's proud. And I think a lot of people, you know, know what you guys do, but I just think it needs to be vocalized more. And that's what I wanted to do here. A little portion of my show. So, uh, that's the show, um, 197 guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we got a few more before 200. I'm going to let you guys know what I'm going to do with that. And I am, um, as far as plugs, I'm going to be in New York City a ton in February. And I'm not going anywhere. I do some traveling in uh, March. I'm almost gone the whole month of April doing the Deep uh, South Tour with Jason Lawhead. Uh, We're going to be opening up for Bill Burr's Deep South Tour. That's going to be absolutely crazy. So come out to that. And um, just go to paulverzi.com. That's paulvirzi.com. You could get all that stuff on um, on the new website. There's new dates up there. And um, follow me on Twitter at Paul Verzi. Uh, what else? Keep writing the reviews. You know, Check me out on all things comedy. Check out my sponsor, gonzofame.com. That's it until episode 198. I'm out of here, guys. Thank you so much for the laughs, and I will talk to you guys soon. Later.